following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Watch your favourite type of porn. So mm. while he's doing that, like it kind of takes you out oh, of your own head. because such a good like piece, isn't it? I want to try that. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact, on the weekend, my boyfriend jizzed in my eye and I got pink eye. <laughs> you know, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I was not expecting that at all. Um, yeah. Pink eye from jizz. I actually didn't think that was a real thing. Okay, let me tell you what happened. Go for it. So we go away on this romantic weekend to Nikki Beach for his birthday. And we actually really needed it because I think that we I'd had loads of guests and stuff. So we hadn't really spent like a lot of like quality time together. And um, and so we basically, obviously, as you do when you go away for a weekend together, you end up having loads of sex, which we did. We had loads of sex. Dirty hotel sex. Dirty yeah. hotel sex. It's kind of that, you know, that like sex when you're like, you spent all day t- like by the pool drinking pina coladas and whatever and then you go back to the room at like three or four o'clock and there's that kind of period in between like dinner mm-hmm. um anyway so <laughs> so we were having sex i don't know why men like to do this so we were having sex he was like doing me from behind and then he goes to me i want to come in your face and i was like oh for fuck's sake and i was like oh, and in my okay. head i was just like no i can't i just can't and then in the end i was just like okay fine whatever i kept saying no and he was like go on go on so i was like fuck it whatever and he said i t- i turned around and i like I was basically preparing myself and then I like basically bottled it at the last moment and I moved my head and it basically got in my eye and then he was like don't open your eye so obviously what you do you open your eye so I opened my eye and it got in my eye so I like had to be like escorted to the bathroom (laughs) Like, why do guys like to do that? Like, honestly, my I eye just, was so it, red. My eye was so red for ages because obviously it had got in there. And then, like, we were just sitting there, and I was like googling what can happen when sperm goes in your eye. Like a classic case of pink eye. You know, I know, I know, it's not the same thing, right? So just let me go off on this wild mm. tangent. It would be like our boyfriends or like whoever going down there and us being like, I just want to fucking rub like my lady juice soul over your face. I mean, I, and I'm sure some people are into that, but it just it, it doesn't really have the same appeal. But oh. I know that men are just bloody obsessed with it. So good for you, Fiona. I am glad that you went out there, the had your wild hotel sex and got a nice healthy dose of pink eye. And by the way, your eyes look perfectly white and healthy. Thank you. And um, he You're did also them. he did also make me squirt as well. So well, we haven't that was, talked about that for a while. And I know, do you know we what? Had the conversation about squirting. I feel like someone asked us, didn't they, on Instagram? It was like, can you do a squirting? Can you talk about squirting or something? We are actually going to talk about um vulvas and vaginas today. Mm. So actually, one of the facts that I wanted to throw out there that I actually found quite shocking and sad but actually it is the reality of our lives as kind of 
vagina owners. According to Glamour magazine, more than two thirds of millennial vagina owners have turned down oral sex because they are self-conscious about their vaginas. What do you think about that? I can totally believe that. Totally believe it. I think that it is such a problem. We'll come, obviously we'll come on to it, but I can completely believe that. And actually it was one of those things, this, it kind of, where this topic came from today stems from my realization of how confident I am with my vagina with him. Before I wouldn't be as confident and maybe that's because I'm super comfortable, but whilst we were on our like sex weekend, um, we are like, we were having sex like in the broad daylight and like, I don't know if anyone's been to Nikki beach, but those rooms are like bright white and we were Mm. having sex. Like, and I think at one, like one stage I like was using my vibrator or something and he was like watching and it was literally like full on, like your legs are open. He was like, could see everything. And I literally didn't care at all because obviously I know that he loves it. So it like, I, I feel confident about it, but that's what made me realize. I was like, I don't think that many people would be comfortable doing that in the broad daylight, but also then the Beg, you know what the question is 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 why people aren't obviously because of society standards but it is an interesting topic and then we shall discuss we shall discuss and if there's anything that you would like us to discuss you know where to find us you can get us on instagram love bites podcast underscore we love to hear from you how are you my little i'm good friend? i didn't have such a quite as an exciting sex week i like you know, I didn't have my eye jizzed in, but I did have like a mighty wonderful orgasm through being licked out. And this is one thing that I'm getting much better at Fiona. Mm -hmm. So I've been very open in the past about having a little bit of a sex lull, maybe not feeling so turned on. And I truly believe that that stems from me And that is not a reflection on my partner because I don't really feel, I would be worried if I was in the street, like creaming my knickers over like everybody I see or watching loads of porn. I'm not, it's just kind of, it's a bit of a lull overall. But it occurred to me that my boyfriend has probably made me come more through oral sex than any other partner that I have ever been with and probably aligning with the same thing that you've just Mm. discussed Fiona he makes me feel so comfortable and he makes me feel so good and one thing he doesn't do and you've mentioned this before and I think it's such a good point to mention he doesn't make me feel rushed yeah so by that I mean you know when somebody's gone down on you and it's taken you a while to like orgasm and you can kind of see them getting a little bit despondent they're not yeah, really yeah, yeah. back into it like they may as well just check their fucking watch um and he doesn't do that he just makes me feel very very comfortable and yeah I just I just thought I would share that because I feel like I'm always the one droning on about like lack of sex drive and things like that but actually the oral sex side of things is just bloody brilliant and that's amazing and I think that it does well I think that when you find yourself a partner or even just like doesn't even I mean it could be a one-night stand it doesn't actually matter who the person is guy or girl if you do not feel rushed it is one of the best feelings because obviously girls 
us as girls, us as women, our like first, um, I think our first like natural reaction with anything is to apologize and be like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm taking so long or whatever it is. And like, I think I've said that, the, you know, I said that I remember the beginning of our relationship and he was like, shut the fuck up, don't be ridiculous. And I've definitely said it before, like in the past. And I think I used to worry and be stressed. God, sorry, my emails are popping off today. Um, you know, worry and stress about it. But I think that's maybe because I wasn't as confident or comfortable. So I think that that is, um, you know, a huge, a huge bonus. And I think it's probably like a benchmark of a relationship as well. Of allowing the other person to, to enjoy. But also I think it is, which is obviously what we'll come on to in a second. I think women are, so, we're just socialized to not allow ourselves to have pleasure because it's like why there's such a stigma with um you know self-pleasure you know slash masturbation whatever we want to call it flicking the bean and that's why when we did our episode how to flick the bean the percentage was so low of people that actually admit to masturbating openly because Mm -hmm. we are socialized to say think that it's wrong like if we're super sexual beings it means we're sluts so Do you know, I, I um, read, well, actually, whilst reading the Glamour UK article that we'll talk about in a moment, they give a really good tip that I thought would be quite useful to our listeners. So if women are struggling to get out of their own heads, and they are struggling to reach orgasm through oral sex, it's a really good idea when he is down there to have your phone, or your laptop or your tablet, whatever, in your hand or by your side and actually watch your favorite type of porn so Mm. while he's doing that like it kind of takes you out of your own head because such a good like piece isn't it I want to try that it's kind of like a little bit of a trifecta I feel so the porn you him you're looking at him while he's doing it and you're also looking at I don't know like two big fucking breasted women lick each other out or whatever your pinch Mm. on is and what that serves to do is take you out of the equation so to speak and it makes you less focused on him what he's doing what he's seeing what he's feeling what he's smelling how is he comparing it to every every other vagina that he has ever seen and the reality is he is down there fucking loving life like a dog with hot chips having a great time when you say that well oh my god actually just before we move on something funny so so I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. So my boyfriend is very tall. Okay. So I'm what? <laughs> Just under five three. I'm like five two and a bit, right? Um, and he is six foot seven. So that I'm is tall. very tall. So Laura, yes. your boyfriend's what? Six foot three? Oh, no, he's like just above six foot. Okay, so he's just above six foot. And I look at Laura's boyfriend and I'm like, oh, my God, he's huge. My boyfriend is seven inches taller than that. So he's really fucking tall. So for the past few months, when we first met, actually, we weren't able to do missionary, which we obviously all know is the best position. Let's be real, right? It's like the easiest one. It's like for women as well it's the best one and like thank god I'm like a confident person being on top because that is all we've been able to do anyway so we really haven't been able to crack missionary until 
the other day where we cracked it finally. Because I think for ages we were worried that if he lay on top of me, I'm showing you the hand action, but I don't know if anyone can see it. Um, you know, my face would be at his stomach. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we tried it finally and we cracked it. I can't see his face at all. That's okay. And because he's so much bigger than me, my legs cramped a little bit. But honestly, thank the gods we finally... Could you not just like have his chest over your face and like nuzzle on his nipples although I don't think guys were turned <laughs> on by the nuzzling of the nipples the same way that we are no I don't think they are because I did ask him I was like are you turned on your nipples and he said no um yeah no I mean like look I can't see his face but like we it's still it's still like really good and I'm honestly I'm so glad because I think like I think the next day I messaged my housemate I was like no I got home that was it and I was like first thing I said I was like we cracked mission and she was like oh my god I'm so happy for you okay so we have a letter and it goes hi girls I'm having a bit of a self-confidence issue when it comes to my my vulva if I'm honest I never give this area too much attention it is what it is but recently I'm struggling my boyfriend and I watch were watching porn together and I saw his recent search show tight pussies now I know this doesn't necessarily relate to the outside appearance but it got me overthinking I now feel so self-conscious about my vulva and I won't let him go down there unless the lights are off my boyfriend noticed and asked what's up and I told him about the tight pussy <laughs> tight pussy <laughs> tight pussy issue he is so great and put me at ease, assuring me it's simply a porn thing and he loves my bits. But girls, I can't shake it. At 30 years old, I feel so self-conscious. Any advice? Well, I would say my first bit of advice is that porn is just porn. Like it, it has absolutely no relation. Like if I found if I found my boyfriend's porn stash, I'm sure it has like MILF and like, I don't know, like I like big butts and whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm really like besmirching him and his porn choices, but like I don't know what it would be, but I I I would have to know. I would have to be like, it is nothing to do with me. I think porn is a very much fant fant I can't speak fantasy thing because it's not. I watch lesbian porn doesn't mean I'm a lesbian. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I, I mean, leading on from the fact um, that we stated in the opening about was it two thirds or a third or something like that of a millennial females turning down oral sex because they were self-conscious about their you know their vulvas that to me is not surprising but it's really really sad and actually I was with my neighbor the other day we do who I discuss a lot and she is a nurse and she is a nurse that often gives smears smear tests and she said that not now that she's kind of proficient in smears she feels doubly confident in her vagina because she truly is upfront and personal with a myriad of vaginas every day. And the reality is no vagina is the same. Literally every single vagina is different and unique in its color and texture and look and feel and you name it. So that actually is quite reassuring that, you know, you've literally got somebody whose head is, you know, shoved in a 
vulva every day and she can attest to the fact that every everyone is different and you know they're all just bloody perfect in their own way and I think your point is excellent Fiona we will reiterate this until the cows come home that porn is not bloody real life the type pussies that you see on porn are a lot of the time altered and surgically enhanced to reflect what is known as a Barbie vagina so we're going to share the Glamour UK article. I find it to be very, very helpful in kind of debunking a lot of myths around vaginas. And here's another thing, Fiona, you got tell you got like a real like a real telling off about this back in the day, remember? Because we instinctively, at least I do, refer to the the outer part of the vulva as vagina. Yes. And you remember you did a podcast and a listener wrote in and basically was very pissed off at you for like yes. using incorrect terminology. So the the vulva refers to the outer part of the vagina that we can see. The, the vagina is essentially a tube on the inside that li- links the cervix and the hymen. So we should actually be calling it a vulva, but even though we are hosts of this podcast and we're debunking, destigmatizing and all that sort of thing, the word vulva kind of makes me feel a little bit weird. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I I, I'm the same. I, I don't but, know why. I'm not sure why, but do you feel guess, that too? Or No, I, I feel it because obviously we've grown up with the term vagina for so long. Oh. And that's because I feel like kids now will grow up with the term vulva because transgender uh trans women are now more of a you know more like integrated not integrated I don't want to say that they like trans women there's more awareness that's it thank you of trans so that's why obviously there's a difference between calling it a vagina, universal vagina and a vulva because not everyone has a vagina but obviously having a vulva trans women have a vulva so I think that that's why and then we've obviously grown up with calling it a vagina because of obviously society so that's why for us it just doesn't roll off the tongue like a vagina but then that particular podcast they have a lot of woke listeners so that's why when I said vagina they told me to say vulva but I don't think that our listeners are as woke yeah, well, or they you know, are, but I think they just take us more with like a pinch of salt. Yeah, I think with the woke thing, it's really important, <clears throat> and it goes for any conversation that we have. We are always going to make mistakes. We're always going to always. use incorrect terminology. You know, we're kind of at that generation. I feel Fiona that we're straddling the woke generation, but we're also quite entrenched in our parents' generation that was very conservative, and there wasn't even an awareness of these things. So sometimes we do get called out and. Like, I feel like initially quite ashamed of myself, but then I also need to remind myself that until really a few years ago, this awareness didn't even exist. So anyways, that's why I just wanted to make that point about the the vulva and the vagina. So when when I use either or, I kind of, they're like interchangeable or whatever. So this article kind of serves to really bolster vaginal confidence and the author states that as we grow older 
the same way our skin wrinkles and sags and potentially changes color, so too does the vagina. And this is all completely natural. It's completely normal. The labia actually lose collagen and fat the same way your cheeks would in your face. It's no bloody different. It's just a part of your body. I definitely have more of the sag. Well, but again, that's normal. Like, do you? Yeah. Do you know what? I think I do. And I think I only noticed it the last few years. And I thought to myself, God, that's a bit droopy. But then, I just, I'm, I, do you know what I'm most conscious about? Okay. I've told you about me getting laser and whatnot and the kind of like hair wisps. What yes. What do you call it? A, a, a belly good gruff. Belly good gruff. Wisp. Is that gruff My gruffaloon vulva. <laughs> like, I like, cause also because my hair now, they grow in wisps. It's not like, like, there's not like, like, coarse hair so it just looks and I sometimes literally look at my vagina vulva sorry or you know what I mean the lips and I look at them and they're like a little bit wrinkly they're a little bit saggy now and with the wisps and also like I've told everyone that I've definitely considered the kind of anal bleach vagina bleach thing and I'm just like oh my god does my vagina lips look like an old man's balls (laughs) What if it does? I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know. What to, like, there's nothing I can do about it, obviously. And like, obviously, my boyfriend doesn't care. Like, not that it's his problem, but like, I just look at it sometimes. I look down, I'm like, is this the same material as a ball sack? I mean, it is, it is, I guess. And I'm like, because oh, I sometimes look at like a wrinkly old, like, like balls, some, like, I'm sorry, but like, when I say balls, like bollocks balls they're like skin on the bollocks with the like wisps sometimes and I'm like oh my god is that what my vagina looks like probably and equally I'm sure your boyfriend's down there having a right good time he doesn't give a fuck and again not that it's about them but we just it's need more to about me yourself. though that's the thing like yeah exactly. like everyone you know everyone says things like oh but like you know he shouldn't care and it's like it's not actually about him at all like I it's actually for my own thing mm-hmm completely agree Fiona <laughs> yeah sorry carry on. so according there okay so they recommend a book actually that they recommend any vagina over vulva owner to read and it's called the little book of vaginas by Anna Lou Walker have you heard of it no this aims to normalize the conversation about the vagina challenge stigmas and celebrate what makes our sexual parts so special she discovered on her research that two or i told you about the fact about two-thirds of millennial women but 45 percent of women have never actually discussed their vagina with a friend or a doctor which i find freaking crazy because it's such a bloody it's the epicenter of so much of our joy and pleasure she recommends getting up, up close and personal with our vaginas, i.e. looking at it in a mirror. Have you done that before? Oh, tons of times. I have this thing. Maybe I need to get um, thingy, thingy. I don't have a name for him, my BF, to just tap have a look down there and like tell me if I'm being like stupid because like I'm gonna show you exactly where it is right I'm obviously I'm wearing knickers so like basically oh my god I'm also in the office so like 
here, this bit, I don't know if you saw that, Laura. Basically, they're like, you know where like the hole is? Yes. I've got like two little bits that like poke out. Okay. And they're like, and they're like almost like, like a crinkle. And I don't know what it is. It's not like a a skin tag like I have. No, no, no. They're not skin tags. It's almost like the, it's like, it's like, um, it's almost like a little bit inside out, like something's been, or it's just like extra skin, but I've like touched them and like, and they're part of my body. It's not like they're, I don't know what it is. Well, bearing in mind that I had that issue down there as well. And it turned out it was due to my hymen not breaking in a clean way. I, it wasn't broken by like a force. It was broken over a course of time with like gymnastics and horse riding. So potentially, do you think it could be a little bit of a flapping hymen in the wind? It's not, they're not flapping. Do you know what, babe? I'm going to take a photo tonight and show you. Actually, I'm on my period. Next week, I'm going to show you. You know what? Considering the fact that you were the only person willing to have a look at my anal skin tags, I will absolutely examine. I'm just checking. I'm just checking the naked photos that I've sent to my boyfriend and see if I've sent him any up close vagina ones. I do know what I really don't think I have. No, mainly breasts. They're good tips. To be fair. Yeah, I also yeah take some videos for him. So this vaginal um aficionado who wrote the book she also recommends practicing self-love which we obviously adore she suggests creating a vagina playlist right oh my god what she suggests this as the most empowering thing to do like at home with a glass of wine putting on a vagina playlist to really empower our vulvas and songs that she suggests are Work It by Missy Elliott. And I don't know how to pronounce this band name. Divinals. I touch myself. You know that I don't know about anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. Do you mine know would be mine would be Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis because I'm on my period. <laughs> I keep bleeding. bleeding. Oh my god. What's yours? Nobody, nobody listened in. Or mine also, mine is, mine, or it could be red, red wine. (laughs) Oh my God, Fiona, we should actually curate a playlist. If you, darling listener, have a song that best describes your vagina, then please drop us a DM on Instagram, Love Bites Podcast. Have you ever done, sorry to interrupt, Laura, have you ever done that thing where um, the name of your vagina is um it's the last thing you ate and the last thing you watched on tv what did i watch last night we did this recently on the on the instagram and the submissions were fucking hilarious i think mine was something like did you say food comes first yeah food and the last thing you watched overnight oats father ted It doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? (laughs) Mine's Mango Love Island. Oh, that's pretty. That's actually pretty nice. That's pretty jazzy. Have you been watching Love Island? I have. I have watched. I've been watching it. I'm not super up to date. I've got to watch the other. I basically because I've got a dodgy box. They don't update as quickly. 
but I do have a, a dodgy box with my flaps and my beard, my wispy beard. <laughs> so you all got dodgy wee boxes, don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have. I mean, they just don't fucking learn their lessons, Love Island. They like, everyone's just going for people's looks. Like, I'm, I, I do find it a bit boring, but now I'm like, I'm in it now and I will watch it until the end. Good stuff. Um, well, listen, can we relate back to this listener and just give her a little bit of advice? Yes. Summarize. Well, she needs to remember that they're all bloody different. They are all perfectly natural. Even you and I have discussed the complexities of our vulvas and they are seem to be different wee boxes in their own right. It seems like she's got a great guy as well who like put her mind at rest, assured her that it's just a porn thing and it's just you know, nothing to worry about. And he clearly loves her vagina and goes to town on it. So create yourself a playlist, dance around, respect your vag, grab a mirror, have a look up there, practice self-love and you're winning. I love that. All excellent. All right. Well, on to our favorite segment, Fiona. I am loving this segment, by the way. It's called El Couture Recommends. A huge shout, shout out to our amazing sponsor, El Couture. This is a female-run, female-founded athleisure wear brand. You can find two stores in Dubai, one on JBR, one on Al Wassel. You can use an exclusive discount for 20% Love Bites 20. You can use that in-store or you can use it online. If you live in Dubai, there's an amazing four-hour express delivery. If you live outside of the UAE, they will deliver your package in a couple of days and they cover all taxes and duties, which is amazing. Fiona, I am loving, but haven't seen it in the flesh, the new Elevate Seamless Collection. What's it like? Oh my God, it is so like delicious it's so so soft um it's great for yoga pilates bar class um it's really like i think the colors are also lovely Love and i colors. think the material lends itself very well to kind of sucking you in um which, so, we, love. <laughs> which we love i also i've got the seamless bra not the new collection and for someone that has big old breasts it just literally lifts my boobs up and it just it's it's a really great collection so please do go down and use our code love by 20 so the colors just to um remind are gray oat peach and blue i really want the blue and what i love about it as well fiona is um the 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 leggings are quite high high waisted mm. And the bra comes down a little bit lower. So you can actually wear just that and not feel self-conscious about chewing too much of your stomach. Um, and you're right. It gives that real sucky in quality that we absolutely love. So if you buy your El Couture pieces, please do tag us on Instagram. Would love to see how you wear them. So Fiona, what are you loving at the moment? So I've just finished a Netflix series. I very much recommend it. Um, it's called Pieces of Her. It's a Netflix original. So it is on Netflix. It's got Tony Collette in it. 
and it's about really? Tony Collette, not Tony, sorry, Tony oh, Collette. That's like me saying Oprah. I was like, <laughs> how has it always been Tony Collette? And Tony. I just got it wrong. And of course I had to call no, no. Tony Collette. Okay. It's me, it me, Tony Collette. Um, and it's basically about um, a woman and on her daughter's birthday, a shooting happens. And then basically the story unravels and it's like a bit of a murder. It's basically like crime thriller. It was super, it's like gripping from the first episode. It's not like one of those where you like have to kind of watch one or two. It's really good. It's like a mini series. It's no, actually, do you know what? They're about eight episodes. pretty sure they've set it up for season two because when we finished it I was like mm, there's some unfinished business so really go really recommend it it was great do you know what I've actually seen that on Netflix and it's on my to watch list so I will um a book that I'm recommending specifically because everybody's going on, going on holidays at the minute and everybody needs a good holiday read. Page Turner, by the pool. You don't really have to think about it too much. And my recommendation is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Have you read it? No, but that sounds great. Fiona, it is such a good book. So uh, this was recommended so many times by me. I kind of did an Instagram shout out for like good page turners and I didn't want anything too deep or heavy and just like a really good read and about three quarters um, of the people that submitted their recommendations recommended The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Essentially, this is the story of an aging and somewhat reclusive Hollywood siren so in the like the 30s or whatever um she was a actually 30s does that make her like seriously old either way it was like in the olden days she was like one of the OG Hollywood sirens and she lived a life full of sex relationships drama and as the name suggests the seven husbands she married seven times and she takes you on her journey and oh my god Fiona it is so compelling and it is such a page turner and I love the twist and turns it is beautifully written it is the perfect summer read oh my god I love that I've got one more recommendation actually okay um before we move on to elk chores which is a really good one as well um I watched over the weekend uh, also on Netflix keep sweet pray and obey it's a oh, uh yes. true crime um series documentary about Mormon um fundamentalists so it's the flds um community and actually my friend growing up was a mormon but they were like not they weren't um they believed they weren't fundamentalists they believed in the religion side of things but they didn't obviously believe in like polygamy or anything like that so anyway so just it is honestly one of the um i found it quite like tough actually to watch i watched it we watched it on I think we watched it on Friday night and we watched quite a few episodes and I think I felt really like weird because obviously it's for those of you that don't know Mormon culture so Mormon the Mormon religion what they believe in is they believe that the world is going to end so they and they are the like chosen people and if you are good and true and all this stuff you will be chosen when the world ends 
um, because the world's going to end in fire. And they basically like store food and things like that. And they live in these communities. They also then believe in like this thing about polygamy, because the more children that you have, the more likely that you're going to go to heaven, et cetera, et cetera. That I think I rec- I think I recommended a couple of weeks ago, Tara Westover's book, Educated, which is a biopic about her growing up in the Mormon culture. I don't know why I'm so intrigued by it, but I think I, I, I think I explained as well, like they don't believe in like birth certificates and things like that. So this, the, the fundamentalist, this series basically takes you on a journey of showing you the kind of corrupt um, and like kind of really fucked up stuff that fucked kind of went up, on with the sure. polygamists. And uh-huh. there was a lot of child brides um, and the prophet, which is the basically the, the leader and, They basically go into like the court case that he got arrested for. It is honestly really tough. Like it's a really tough watch. Like I felt really weird after it. And then we watched the end like on Saturday and it really made me feel a bit sick, but definitely worth it because it is so interesting to see because you're just like, like this girl, one of the girls that like left the community was like, when I got out, I literally didn't know anything about the world. I didn't know references about like Saturday Night Live, Friends, like anything to do with the news. Like she didn't even know who the president was. Like, can you imagine? Like, literally you know what, not- Fiona, I actually, when I was <laughs> trying to decide what to talk about today, that was actually on my list. I, w- I couldn't decide between the two. So I am completely with you on that. I find that to be after. Oh, you watched it? Oh my God, I watched it. I was going to recommend it. I find it to be, um, as you say, at times really disturbing and tough to watch. But what an eye opener. Absolutely brilliant Run. recommendation unbelievable and um to finish off this wonderful episode about vulvas um our sponsor Elkachor has recommended something that i cannot wait to talk about it is everything i know about love by dolly alderton this series which is out on bbc iplayer for those of you that are in dubai i've checked it's not on amazon i haven't been able to watch it but for the and I also it's on my it's not on my dodgy box so for those on a dodgy box you may have to illegally stream it um or stick your VPN on so everything I know about love for those of you that don't know is Dolly Alderton she is a Times uh editor she wrote a book quite a long time ago actually now which was actually one of the reasons that sparked this podcast um and it is a kind of biography about her growing up and it's basically all the things she's learned about love and I think the kind of lesson from everything I know about love is that in the end the most important love is the love that you have for your friends and I think that everyone kind of expected the book for her to end in finding it a, like the love of her life but actually she realized the love of her life was her best friend and it's such a like beautiful depiction of growing up is our age so people that are in their kind of like I would say late 20s to kind of mid 30s to 40 I think you really resonate with this book because it's yeah. so much and book and series I'm sure because it's got so much about our like growing up with like MSN and like being obsessed with talking to boys on MSN and then also like how much love you felt for your friends when you live with them as well so have a watch of it because <clears throat> I really recommend the book to be honest if you haven't read the book it's also on audible and if and Dolly Alderson actually um narrates so if you are a, a fan of her like I am 
Um, it's an excellent one on Audible, but do do watch because she has obviously produced it and also the writers um, along with her and producers was Richard Curtis um, and his production company. And Richard Curtis obviously has famously written and produced and directed films like Notting Hill, Bridget Jones, um, Fordings and a Funeral. So it is like in good hands and I am so excited to watch oh, it. I actually. can't wait to watch that Fiona, thank you for recommending. I know. Well, I'm desperate to watch it, but I just don't know how to watch it over here. But Laura, all the episodes are on um, iPlayer, BBC iPlayer. All right, darling. Well, thank you so much. What a wonderful episode. Okay, well, I love you and I'll see you later. See you later.